Hey everyone, welcome back to the Eminem Hockey Podcast. As always, I am your host, Alex Metzger. Along with me is my co-host, Chase McCallum. Uh, today is our last episode before Christmas. We'll probably get one in between Christmas and New Year's, I would assume. It works out decently, I think, for that, but we'll see. Uh, but today we have, we were going to do mid-season award type things, but we decided we have so much news that we could probably postpone that until the new year and see what goes on then. Uh, so today we got a lot of news. There's a couple big things and then a couple smaller things. And if we have time, we're going to do uh, giving each team a Christmas gift for the year. That'll just be pretty much jokes. I think Chase can take the Atlantic and Central Division and I'll take the other two. Uh, but we'll see if we have time for that. Uh, let's start off with the big thing. Taylor Hall. The trade to the Arizona Coyotes, uh, this came a couple days ago. Uh, I was a little surprised it came this early, but... Um, Me too. I think it, when they uh, they sat him, they kind of realized that um, it would look bad if they sat him. He came back and played, got hurt, and then so they kind of figured, ah, maybe we should do something. I don't like the return for New Jersey. Um, no, it seems like super underwhelming to me. We have a lot of angles to talk uh, to tackle here, but I think one of the biggest parts, and this seems to be a trend when trading Taylor Hall, is Arizona seemed to have taken a lesser package for to get a defenseman in there, um, and that defenseman is Kevin Ball. So if you haven't seen the trade yet, uh, I can pull it up. There's pretty much Taylor Hall for a couple prospects, a first-rounder with some uh, lower names in here, but uh, here... Oh, I forgot Spears went the other way, too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize there was another trade. Kevin Kevin uh, Roy to the Florida Panthers. Absolute banger of I've a trade. I've never heard of either of those For Ryan players. Haggerty. Uh, the Coyotes acquired Taylor Hall and Blake Spears from the New Jersey Devils in exchange for Kevin Ball, Nick Merkley, Nate Schnarr, and conditional draft picks. So it's a first-rounder that is top three protected. So if it's a lottery pick, uh, it's becomes next year's first rounder yeah. and a third rounder if Taylor Hall resigns I believe. It's a third round pick can upgrade to a second if the Coyotes win a playoff round or Hall resigns and then it becomes a first if they win a playoff round and Hall oh, resigns. Okay. okay. So it'll probably be a third or a second. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, probably. I don't think he's going to resign not until after July 1st if he did come mm-hmm. back to them anyway. So uh yeah, I just thought this package was underwhelming. I mean, shout out to Waterloo Kid, Nate Schnarr. Nate Schnarr, Bond used to work out with him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like, a lot of the prospects in this are old or just not like, just great. not worth like, being excited about. Uh, there was, uh, I forget, someone, Dmitry Filipovich had someone on the PDO cast the other day. I, I'm blanking on their name. And, uh, oh, Todd Cordell. And he's a New Jersey guy, and he also pays attention to prospects, too. And he said his upside he sees for Kevin Ball is a fourth defenseman. So when you're getting a below-average defenseman in the league as your key point, I mean, maybe you could call the first, I guess, a key point the return, but your key prospect back in the return, that's a little underwhelming. Yeah, and, like, you can see how people have talked their, themselves into him. Like, he scores at an all-right clip in the OHL. He's a big guy who can apparently actually move well, but I'm just... I haven't heard many, like, raving reviews. No, him. most things, it's like, yeah, he's probably an NHLer of some sort, but yeah. that doesn't seem like the type of guy you should be exactly swinging for. And I forget who tweeted it, but he's like, his best case scenario is literally, like, Adam Larson. Yeah. Like, and nice. Nate Schnarr, I mean, he's 22 years old already in the AHL this year. He has 13 points in 28 games between Tuscan and Binghamton. Um, you mean Merkley? Merkley, sorry, yeah. not Schneider. Yeah, because uh, Merkley's kind of old. Yeah, he's 20, 22 years old. Yeah. Um, and he had last year 24 points in 45 AHL games. Like, I just don't see much of an NHL feud. Maybe like a fourth liner type, type guy, but... Yeah, I don't know. He had one really good season in the AHL, and it doesn't look like he's exactly blown the doors off ever since. Nate Schnarr helped Guelph win the Memorial Cup last season, yeah. but this season in the AHL, he's had nine points in 22, 24 games, I guess. Like, it's not ideal. He's only 20. At least there's some room for him to grow. Yeah, but he's younger at least. I think the point is none of these guys are really, like, like it's not like a branch drum. No, there was no, like, blue chip prospect or even anything all that. No, and I think when you compare to what past wingers, so you look at the, the two that I try and look at are the Pacioretty and Stone trades. Yeah, especially the... Pacioretty one. Yeah, so like the Stone one, it was Stone, Stone was a second. Yeah, it was a re-sign, which I think that's why Ottawa really got screwed. It was a second in Branch. I think yeah. Branch still looks like a good defenseman, but 
Uh, they didn't get a first out of that, and they got eight years. But then when you look at the Pacioretty deal, it was you got a roster player in Thomas Tatar who, if they want, they can probably flip this year because his contract's up for yeah. picks. And he's been great. He's been yeah. great. He For the first year, he almost looked like he was going to be better than Pacioretty. Yeah. Um, they got... Nick Suzuki, who is an, a legitimately very good prospect. A better prospect than everyone in this trade combined. Yes, they got, was it a second rounder and a third rounder or something like that as well? I think it was a third. I could be wrong. Though. I am going to look this up. I guess Golden Knights are... They got no, that was a second round pick in 2019... And then, so, uh, I guess Pacioretty did sign a four-year extension as soon as he got to Vegas as well, but... I guess pure rental, it is, like, somewhat tough to come up with comparisons, but it just feels really disappointing to me. Yeah, well, like, there... And it's like there was just so many other teams rumored... Like, Colorado was rumored to be in. I'd rather Timmons than any of these guys. Oh, 100%. Like, I'd take Timmons in a first before taking three assets, but it feels like they kind of took... The Ottawa route when they traded Carlson's like we have seven new assets we to have play multiple, with. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, so the the Pacioretty trade was Nick Suzuki a second in the 2019 draft and Thomas Tatar for Pacioretty with a four year extension. So like something like that would have been better to me where you get a roster player you could flip this year who's legitimately decent and maybe maybe Arizona didn't want to do that but then you get an extra pick or something a yeah, pick something along those lines. you know and I think Hall was better than Pacioretty when he got traded so or like yeah decent I mean Hall's a year and a half off of winning the Hart Trophy yeah so and he was like his uh, season was shortened or whatever but he was like one of the at least like 20 best players in the league last year when he did play so. yeah um, and then you get a legitimately good prospect in Nick Suzuki I just I don't know I don't feel that New Jersey got that in this and I feel like they would have been better off waiting for a month to see what else. Because the trade freeze has now happened, so there won't be yeah. any trades for a little bit. But like, Is that just so players don't get traded over the holidays? I, I believe so, yeah. I've always um, wondered that. Um, but it, like, it just feels like they would have been better off waiting a month, like, till the new year and then seeing, okay, is the market going to heat up here? Like, Yeah, like it just feels like somebody would have got more desperate and giving up more. Well, like, for even, like, Edmonton more. was rumored to be in on him. Like, yeah. if they would have gave up someone like Caleb Jones, like, I would have taken that over yeah. Ball, right? Like, Probably, yeah. I don't, like, I, I don't know. I don't... Plus Edmonton's first. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to, like... Like, I'm not a huge prospects guy, but when you barely have heard of any of the people in the trade or you, the reason you've heard of them is because... They grew up near you. It's not a great yeah. sign. Like yeah, like uh, everything I saw about Nate Schnarr, I l- literally only know, and you literally only know who he was because he worked out with a friend. A friend, yeah, yeah, and he played in Guelph, which is where I go to university. Yeah. Like and like thirty minutes from here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I was very underwhelmed. I think. Yeah, like I don't see prospect people being like, oh yeah, I really love no, Nate Snow. I haven't Kevin Ball. I haven't seen anyone say this is a very good return. Yeah. I think the general consensus was that this wasn't uh, wasn't great on New Jersey's part. Yeah, it's too bad because like um, the concept of them targeting a defenseman, I don't think is the worst idea. But no, like you just hope you get more upside than what they got. Yeah, like, I don't mind targeting a defenseman, but you shouldn't be doing that in sacrifice of value, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like if you want to say, yeah, we're already set on down the center, so we'd rather get a number one defenseman outlook than, say, a number one or fringe 1C center or whatever, yeah. I could understand that, but if your options are a number four defenseman or, like, a number two center, you should probably just take the number two yeah, center still, right? player at this point. Because you could still just find a way around that later. Um, yeah, like, they have a lot of nice... They have, like, the two most important pieces up front, but it's not like they're exactly just a logjam of elite talent. No, not at all. In New Jersey's forward core. Um, I guess you want to... Well, let's talk about the Devils. I think we've talked about them a lot, but I think we should touch on just what they're going to do. To me, this signal's obviously full rebuild. Yeah. Again, just continue that. Um, it's Hishie and Hughes' team now. Yeah, yeah, there's been talk. Not people aren't sure if they'll be able to move Subban because his value's so low this year. That would suck. Um, I think if you retain, you might be able to find a team. I don't know if ownership would let them do this, but if I was Ray Shiro, I'd be trying to retain half and see what you could at get least for Subban. or yeah, at least three million. I feel yeah. like someone would take him at six million dollars for three yeah, more years, two and a half more so, years, right? Like. Um, they have Sammy Vatnin and Andy Green as deadline pieces this year. Should be able to get a nice piece for Vatnin. Yeah. Uh, I, think. I think Green, again, if you retain on him, 
two point. Actually, I guess they can't if they're going to retain Subban because they're retaining on Hall, I believe, True. as well, right? Yeah, they retained half on yeah. Hall, which was the other thing that yeah. you should have got even more than when you're retaining half on Hall. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, if you retain on one of Subban or Green, I think you'd be able to trade one of those guys because yeah. I think people, even Green, maybe if there's a team with some cap space who wants a veteran defenseman to play, who has, uh, you know, experience and can play the seventh year old, maybe. Like, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, if I remember correctly, he's like a actually, like a legitimately good penalty killer and stuff yeah. like that. So you can uh, probably talk yourself into him. Up front, Wayne Simmons is gone for sure. Uh, yeah. And that that's fine, I think. Uh, they don't have a ton else to move. Like, Blake Coleman, maybe, if they want to move him. I think some team would yeah. probably give up an asset of some sort for him. He's but, a pretty good player. I would give something up for yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, he's, and he's 28, so it's not like he really fits into New Jersey's plan. But maybe you want to keep him for a couple more years just to have yeah. a veteran presence or whatever. I don't know. They're not in a bad spot. No. They just need to get some more talent, which is obviously the hardest part of rebuilding. But, like... But when you have your number one and two center set, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I, I don't know. I, I think they're... They obviously have some more uh, rebuilding to do, but it's not like this team is just strapped with bad contracts. Because no, even the P.K. Subban one, if no one takes him and you just have his $9 million cap it on the book for two and a half years, you'll live, you're not going to need that cap space, I don't think. Yeah, it's up the same year Hughes is up. And like, you obviously don't like to be spending money on players you don't want to have, but I don't think it's going to kill them either. No, I mean, look at next year. They have, right now, they have... 41, they have about $50 million or so, $52 million in uh, room tied up. But the only big names they have to re-sign are Jesper Bratt and John Hayden. Like, I guess Micro Mueller, if you count him. But, like, like that's not going to take up the $30 million or whatever it no. is that the cap's going to be up, right? So, like, they'll, they'll be okay is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, they like, could still, they're going to have to go out and add pieces. Yes. It's not um, like they need to... Yeah, but I mean, I would still try and trade uh, Subban. I would too. Uh, I don't know. Who... Assuming you get value for him. Yeah, like if you're not you you don't give him away with a sweetener. No. But like if so, even if someone gave you like a sixth, <laughs> I just opened Twitter to see the grossest photo of Ray <laughs> Ferraro and Darren Drager. On, I don't like that one bit. <laughs> on Facetime or something. I am so sorry about that. Jeez. Um, yeah, if they, like, even if they got, like, a sick for PKC, like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we overrate how willing GM should be to just give up players. But, like, if you get $9 million or even $6 million of cap room off your books and you get any kind of marginal asset for that and you're trying to be bad for the next two to three years... It's probably not the worst no. thing. No, I, I think for what it's worth, I think if you retain, I think there probably is, is still a team who would give you more than, like, a sixth-round pick for Subban. Yeah, I... I don't think it'd be much. I think maybe it'd like I think you could get one of your second or third back. Yes, you gave up for him, but like not much more than that. But no, especially because I don't think he's been having exactly the greatest year. No, I don't think it's been as poor as last year, but I don't think it's been awesome either, if I remember correctly. He's uh, tied for dead last in goals above replacement, but it looks like that's mainly dragged down by even strength and power play offense, which can be really percentage driven at this point in the year. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe everybody soured on him too much, but I don't know. I would well, think they're still. Evolving hockey's being slow for me. It's not working. It's a sad day. It is a sad day. Um. Okay. Let's look at the other side of this then. Arizona. Arizona and Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall hasn't been what we're used to him being this year. Yeah, he's been bad this year. Or not or, bad, well, but like relative at, to expectations. At even strength, he has not been very good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been very bad in his own end. He's still decent in the. He hasn't. He's been unlucky scoring. His goal four per sixty is a uh, about a half standard deviation below. Yeah. But again, that's to me when you look at the Rapham charts. Anyways, that's the least important category to me. Four hundred minutes into the season. Yeah, that's especially not all that like important. Yeah, like obviously there's every part of it can be important, especially when you're looking at the end of the year. But it's like if you've got a low goal four per sixty when you're playing with garbage teammates the entire time, it's like yeah, okay, is it that shocking that it's gonna be low or maybe you know it could just be unlucky you could be shooting four percent or whatever yeah and there's the argument too like micah's model which uses priors is still really high on him so models don't think but like basically michael's micah's model thinks that it's 
other people's fault. Exactly. RAPM's pinning more of it on Hall. But... Yeah, because RA, if I remember correctly, RAPM doesn't use priors. No, yeah, so it's just what's happened this season, yeah. which there's good and bad you can take from that. Yeah, but, it's uh, probably better to find guys who've legitimately hit a cliff. Arizona's obviously here betting that Taylor Hall didn't legitimately hit a cliff, and I think that's a pretty good bet. Yeah, well, to even make. even if he did at five v five, I mean, this is why I want to bring up his power play numbers are still off the chart. And guess what? We were talking all summer about how they need the Phil Kessel thing worked because they needed scoring, they needed a power play guy. Yeah, it's the same kind of idea here. They're adding more talent to that top power play unit, and it should work out. Like. Yeah. I, I like the bet for Arizona. They're I, in the top of their division. They're first in their division, I believe yeah. third in the conference. I think St. Louis and Colorado have more points than them. Looks like they're in a six-way tie for third in the <laughs> conference. Them, Winnipeg, Dallas, Vegas, and Edmonton. Five-way tie okay. for third. Yeah. Well, I say, because when, yeah, a couple days ago, they were like, I think they were even ahead of Colorado. They were like second in the conference. They yeah. have been sneaky good this year. Yeah, and Darcy Kemper's been unreal. Um, I don't know if I like this team to make much noise in the playoffs. That it depends, right? Like if they get Edmonton or something in the first round, then maybe. Like yeah, maybe maybe, maybe like, their division is kind of weak. So like maybe yeah, like, maybe you get a wild card team if they can stay in the top of their division. I like it a little more if they get a wild card yeah. team that they match up against, and then they get say Edmonton or someone in the second round. But they also may just run into Vegas in the second round, and that I don't like. But I, I don't. I don't mind. It's kind of like the Columbus idea where it's like, yeah, long-term, if you're trying to like hedge your bets here, it's not the worst idea. Yeah, or like, it's probably not the best idea. But like, like this team hasn't won a playoff round since 2011. Yeah. I don't think they've been in the playoffs since 2014. So like, yeah, I didn't even know they were in Yeah, it's like at some point, especially in this market, it's like you just got to show your fans. You got to make a move to get your fans talking, right? Yeah. And, I mean, what better time than now? Like, Arizona Cardinals are out of the playoffs. It's baseball. The Diamondbacks aren't good. And, I mean, they're not that. Yeah, they're not very good. They signed Mass and Bumgarner, but they're in the offseason. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Do they. They don't have a basketball team, I don't think. No, they don't have an don't NBA so. team. So it's like now's the perfect time to kind of go make some moves. And then you finally have, like, a legitimate star that people can kind of go, okay, what's this all about? And go check out your team, right? Yeah, like you would. I remember in the summer, it was like. They sold like 800 more seasons tickets after the Phil Kessel trade or something like that. If people were getting excited for Phil Kessel, Taylor Hall is a significantly better hockey player than Phil Kessel. So exactly. So like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind it at all. I think it's. And the other thing is, you know, this team's not young, or no, not, not as lo- young. Yeah, they're not, low key kind of old. Yeah, not as young as we. Even their core, it's like they're not super old yet. But Schmaltz is 23, Dvorak's 23, uh, Clayton Keller's 21. He's the younger age on it, but you know, like. Kessel's 32, Stefan's 29. You look at their decor, OEL is 28, Goligoski's 34, uh, Chichen's 21, but... Uh, and then their MVPs are in net. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're then, both 29 and 30. Yeah, and Ranta can't stay healthy to save his life half the time. Poor guy. Um, Jason Demers is 31, uh, Jarmelson's 32, and he's on LTIR right yeah. now. Like, There's just a lot of... They're just nowhere near as young as you would think. Barrett Hayton's 19, obviously. That'll be a big help yeah. going forward. I mean, he's not with the team right now. He's loaned to the uh, Canada World Junior team. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, this team, I understand why they made this move. Uh, yeah. Usually I'm against going for it if you don't have a clear path to go for it. Like, I, I'm still not very high on this team in terms of, like, cup contenders. No, but maybe they're looking at it and they're like, hey, our division is trash. And we have a really good goaltender. Like, Because, yeah, you know, if Kemper keeps us up, what's to say that they can't steal a round or two with Kemper in that? And, yeah. I mean, they do, they don't, and with Hall, they now kind of have a game-breaking talent, right? Like, Yeah, they have that strong lead Yeah, exactly. Like, the, the team before this was, they had a lot of good players. Like, I like a lot of their team, but it's not like anyone sticks off the page and goes, wow, that's just an elite player right yeah, there. Yeah, you, you don't know a lot of players that you can talk yourself into, but you didn't really love any of them. Yeah. But now... Now you get a guy where it's like, that. okay, that could be a legitimate dis- difference breaker here. Yeah. So... You, you could... Taylor Hall could take over a playoff series. Yeah, at least in, in theory, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's a smart enough move by Arizona, given the market, given where the team's at. Yeah. I like it. I think... Given how cheap it was, too, I don't think any three of the players they gave up were going to 
make much of an impact. No, it's not the end of the world. Just... No, and that pick is, you know, it's it sucks to give a pick up in a loaded draft like this, but it's hopefully going to be in the 20s, maybe yeah, in the 30s. It if looks you're, like, uh, but... as someone with money on Las Vegas, hopefully they finish second in their division, not first, but, like, they very well might finish top of the division. Yeah, so, um, so I, I will say from New Jersey's point of view, Trading Taylor Hall and having the pick that you get top three lottery protected feels very backwards thinking. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Sean McIndoe who tweeted that out. It was like, it seems counterproductive to be tanking and only acquiring picks that are not not lottery picks yeah. or like have no chance of being a lottery pick. Um, but I don't know. I guess that's the only way. I, I don't know. I think it was a good enough deal for Arizona. I don't like it from New Jersey's perspective. I mean, it's better than getting nothing. I just feel like they would have yeah. been better off to sit there for a month well like the like the concept of trading him early because you don't want him to get hurt or whatever like i I like that thought process but that doesn't mean you just go you shouldn't be tanking your value to yeah exactly yeah and like i understand why teams want to get him early because i think you saw with jake muzzin last year in the Leafs, it's way easier to incorporate a guy a month before the trade deadline or in this case three months before the trade deadline than it is when you get him on the trade deadline you have him for 20 games or whatever yeah. it is before the playoffs. You go, okay, you need to figure out our system in here. Yeah, Whereas, it like, takes if, a bit of time, if right? you have half the year, it's like, okay, by playoff time, they're ready and rolling because mm-hmm. they know what to do. And just, like, psychologically, I'm sure it takes a little bit to get settled in because you're moving your family and all those kind of things. Like, I'm sure it's nice to get it out of the way early. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything more on the Taylor Hall thing? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I want to get to a more serious note and something that I think is actually good for, you know, there's been a lot of stories come out lately, and they've been uh, not not fun to hear, but you've needed to hear them, uh, and then Mark Crawford came out, or there was, uh, alle- not a, yeah, allegations, I guess, against Mark Crawford. There was a couple players who said he punched him, choked him, kicked him on the bench, and so a couple weeks ago, the Blackhawks suspended him as they did an investigation. Uh, this past week, Mark Crawford and the Blackhawks both came out. They suspended him until January 2nd without pay. Uh, but then he will resume his assistant coaching duties. And the difference here is Mark Crawford came out and made an apology. Uh, I can pull it up. I, I don't remember it word for word, but I know he, he pretty much said, yeah, I screwed up. This was it was not right at all. I apologize to the people I hurt. Um, and then he also mentioned how since that incident, those incidents back in, I believe it was 2011, he said that yeah. he has been in therapy uh, trying to figure out better ways to deal with his anger, and he feels like he has become a better person, and that hasn't happened at all recently. Um, yeah, if you were, like, drawing up a perfect way to... Maybe not perfect, but, like, how you should be playing these types of incidents, he basically did that. Well, it felt sincere. Yeah. Uh, so this is why I want to bring now, it up. did you see Patrick O'Sullivan? No. So he called him out for not saying anything publicly. Now, I don't know if he was just restricted from saying anything publicly but he's like i would imagine so like i would be surprised if he was like if they wanted him to speak publicly but yeah like the other thing is like if you've suspended him from team duties like where is he going to speak publicly it's not like he's got a twitter account or whatever yeah like his speaking publicly publicly is that twitter statement that they put out in my opinion yeah like i don't and maybe maybe he will when he comes back say sorry or whatever but i would think he'll have to There's yeah no way he goes into yeah like i feel like scrums his first day, his first day is probably just like i screwed up but i don't the, the reason i want to bring that up is this up is because i think generally speaking we are very much against or we're very much for getting rid of people like that in the game yep um and i am too however here, I feel like the Blackhawks made a very fine decision. I'm quite okay with what happened here. Um, to me, personally, and I think everyone has the right to disagree with this, but personally, I feel like he apologized. He clearly meant what he was saying. And the biggest thing for me is he actually did something to show that he is sore. Like, you know, like he went and got help. It's not, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I might have maybe screwed up. It was, no, like, I'm really sorry. I This was wrong. I, I screwed up. I was wrong. Yeah. I'm trying to change it. Exactly. Yeah. I've been trying to change it. And for what it's worth, by all accounts, the behavior has changed. Now, maybe there's, obviously, we don't know for sure. Yeah, but we can't confirm it, but like. There hasn't been, like, when he was in Ottawa last year, there was nothing that ever came out about him kicking a player no, and with the amount of cameras on the bench now like that you'd hope something like that gets caught but it would have to be behind closed yes. doors yes and i think you just more hope that he hasn't done it ever since and yeah. 
I think it's fair to say, well, not, I, I don't know. I just, it seems like he has tried to change and he is changing, so. Yeah, if you could draw up how, how, like, the lawyers and, like, PR people should be telling you to play these things, he basically did that. Yeah, and, like, I don't know, to me, you can't, we can't get mad at people for not apologizing properly and not trying to change and, and that, say we, they need to fire them if, if they don't do this, but then when they do this, still go, fuck no, they should still be fired, right? Like, yeah. Um, and I, I know some people are kind of wondering, well, if, you know, you were okay with the apology, why is he suspended for a month? And I think the Hawks came out and said, we still feel like there should be a punishment to what he did. And that's fair. I think that's fine as well. Um, oh, yeah. And also the apology and stuff came out like a, a bit after they suspended him, at least. It's not well, like it was. Yeah. So they suspended him to like do the investigation. investigation. And then once it wrapped up, that's when the statement came out. And they're like, okay, we're going to keep him suspended for another month or whatever. Yeah. Or three weeks or whatever. But yeah. I, I don't, I just, I want to bring that up. I don't have much to say. I just think that to me, this has been the best handled situation we've seen so far. By like a long time. Yeah. I don't like how the Don Cherry, I'm glad he got fired, but yeah. even Ron's thing on the next Saturday was like more apologizing that he backstabbed Ron or Dawn. I don't like it was just a cringy thing to kind of sit through for a little bit. But yeah, it didn't it felt it, like unnatural. It, it just felt it weird, like, yeah. yeah. And then the same with like the apologies, quote unquote, to Akeem Aliu where they don't actually mention his name or whatever. Yeah. Or like even reference him or anything like that. Like I get he didn't like single out the people he but it was like you know, I know, I, I, I'm I sorry to these people. Uh, like, I, I don't know. Like, it just, like, to me, this was much, much more appropriate. Um, yeah. And it's what I would want to say. And it, it's a totally up to the people if they forgive him. Yeah. Uh, they fine. don't have well, to. It's not on Austin. No, no exactly. And they don't, they don't. No, that's fine. If they still think he's the biggest asshole in the world, that's totally fine. Like, yeah. that's, they're entitled to have that rightful opinion, right? Yeah, like, and he honestly very well might be. We'll probably never know, but, like, at least publicly he was doing the things you want to see him do. Yeah, well, and, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, the, the big thing to me is actually showing that he's trying to change. Yeah. And, and going to therapy, not just now because he got caught, but, but like he, did he said he's been going since 2011. Like, that, to me, shows that he actually wants to make a difference. And, yeah, it and, seems like a... Like, yeah, that seems like a good thing, yeah. right? So, and I don't think you should get mad at people for trying to do the right thing. No. Um, I don't have any more to say on that, no. do you? No. That's one of the... Refreshing, I guess. Yes. It, handled it was definitely one of the better situations that have been handled yeah. this year. Uh, let's go on some later news. Ilya Kovalchuk has his contract terminated from the LA Kings. So this was mutual, right? Yes. So there's no cap hit, no nothing. He got his signing bonus, or he got his bonus... Uh, on December 9th or whatever it was, and got cut December 10th. Uh, he wants to go to a cup contender. He said he apparently he'd be willing to go league minimum as well. He better be. I'm yeah. not sure he's worth a whole lot more than league minimum at this point. No, he's not very good. Um, I, what I will say is I think that in a better situation with better usage, he could definitely be used a little better. Um, yeah, it's hard to get worse than... L.A. Yeah, like, it's not like he was surrounded by uh, offensive talent or no. anything like that, right? Um, yeah, it's not like he was just playing with, like, good hockey players in 2019, or good NHL players in 2019, 2020. Like, they're just a slow, old carcass of a team at this point. Exactly. So, uh, already a name that's been thrown out at the Boston Bruins. Uh, he wanted to go to Boston. Boston had interest in him um, when he first came back over, but L.A. gave him the extra year. Uh, that would be gross. I think that would make a logical enough fit where he can hopefully give you some depth scoring. Shelter him like crazy. Yeah. Maybe his, he still is a shot good enough to help you on the second unit power play or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like I don't... No one should be expecting 30, 40 goals from Ilya Kovalchuk, but if he no, can God, no. chip in and give you 15 or 10 in a fourth-line role or, like, at the bottom six role and just not be a liability at 5v5, like... Yeah, it's plausible I think, at least. I I would like I'd be okay with that, especially at league minimum. It's hard to like have too much negative value if you're using him correctly. Well, yeah, because you say you sign him for league min, you put him on the fourth line with second power play unit time or something, and he sucks. Well, then you cut him again and walk away. Exactly. Yeah, send him to minors, and he can go back to Russia if he wants. Yeah. But yeah, and it's not like Boston's loaded with depth scoring right now either. No. 
Um, it's never really been Boston's thing. To me, that makes the most sense. Uh, I think just about like any. There's a bunch of playoff teams. I think that could the use him in some way. Yeah, like for league minimum, like. Yeah, like, hey, can you be better than Chris Wagner? Yeah, exactly. Like, at like, least try to find out. Yeah. Um, watch he's going to go to Tampa or something like that. Yeah, just destroy. I think Nashville maybe makes some sense. Yeah, I guess But I don't know if he'd want to go to Nashville because they're not looking like a quote-unquote contender. Colorado? Like, yeah, like... Like, all those teams... Like, any team that's in the playoffs and has just needs some more depth, right? Yeah, like just take a shot on him. If he's willing to go, come for league men, there's no risk. Yeah. Try it, and if it fails, then you just have to be willing to cut ties quickly. Exactly. Yeah. And not let him sewer you in the playoffs or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's got to be a situation where both him and your team knows that he's not going to be playing first line. Yeah. If he's struggling, you're not going to be playing him much at all. Like. No. Um. Yeah, I don't. I think that would be a fine. Pickup. I think he maybe still has a little more left than what we've seen in LA. But that being said, I don't think he has much either because he has struggled heavily in LA. Yeah, he's not looked like really an NHL player. No, but that being said, like part of that is because they were trying. Like I know his first year back, they were like, "Yeah, we want you to play defense." It's like, why do you want Ilya Kovalchuk to be playing defense? Like, like that just isn't something you should be wanting right now. No, not at all. He's. You're basically just hoping you can milk what's left of his shot for some goals. Yeah. And then and I think that's fine because I think, for what it's worth, I think that's better than a lot of fourth liners are going to give you in this league. Yeah, if there's you, a lot of fourth liners that offer you absolutely nothing. So, <laughs> so like, I don't maybe know. Maybe he's got something left to give. Um, I, I don't – it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Um, I think most teams should at least be in on him if it's league minimum or, like, under a million dollars. Yeah. Um, to just at least say, hey, like, would you be interested in coming here? Because uh, it is very, very low risk. So. Basically, anything above, or uh, not above, below variable, I'd be comfortable yeah. with. That's yeah. fine, then. Uh, the other trade request we had is Leah Sanderson from the New York Rangers. This one seems strange to me. Uh, he hasn't played at all this year. He's been, he can't get out of the doghouse for Dan Quinn, their head coach. He has two points or three points in, like, 30 games this year or something like yeah. that. He has been bad as well. Well, that's the thing. Like, I didn't see a lot of people bring this up when they're talking about his development. Like, I don't know the situation closely enough, but, like, he was actively terrible last year. Oh, he's been garbage. I don't think he's been much better this year either. Um, so, like, I, I don't know what they do with him here. Yeah, like, he's been all uh, yeah negative this year. Uh, yeah, like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, you've tanked the value of that former 7th overall pick. Yes, absolutely. Like, and, like, it's to the point where it's, like, he's been so bad that I, like, if I'm the Oilers, I don't, like, I wouldn't even be wanting to give up Pujarvi for him. No. Like, that kind of idea in theory would make sense, except for the fact that, like, he's been garbage in the NHL. Like, I don't know, what is it? What was his AHL numbers? His AHL numbers this year are 5 points in 13 games. Like that's Bad twenty and thirty six like that's not maybe there's just like some like because he's young enough I guess but like it's not like if some team gives up a fourth round pick for him I think yeah, you're not complaining funny, right whatever. but like even like like maybe the Islanders give up Josh Hosang that could be you like yeah, like a... it looks like if you're gonna get a win out of this as the Rangers you have to get like a troubled asset back that you can yeah. or like Julius Honka for Anderson and a late round pick or something, something like that like because Honka is at least like an NHL player because just in terms of straight up value like I don't see a reason to give up not much, much yeah much in terms of draft capital for him say so it would have to be uh to me anyways it would have to be someone that we've been talking about all year you know Honka Hosang, Puyarvi. It also blows my mind that NHL GMs are so stubborn that they can't figure out trades between them to make that work. It's like, no, we'd rather just tank a value, get absolutely nothing, nothing for a guy, bad. than just swap our two troubled players and see what we can do. Yeah. Or troubled in the eyes of the organization, obviously. Sure. But And there are legitimate concerns with Leah Sanderson, yes. But like, product. even so, like if you're Dallas, you're not getting anything for Julius Honka. No, like, not really. So pick him up and see what he can do in your system. like, Or, you know, like if you're Edmonton and you want to trade Pujarvi still, 
pick up Anderson and say we want a third or something with it or a fourth with it, right? Like, because it's like well, our guy clearly has the higher table and he's still or ceiling and he's still doing it now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it right. pisses me off how stupid GMs can be sometimes. Yeah, it's like there seems like so many just like like Paul Yarby for Hosang and a, like some kind of low pick has made sense since day one. Just like try something for yeah. both teams. Yeah, like I just don't understand this whole. Maybe not Paul Yarby because at least Paul Yarby you can keep him and build his value. Is Hosang even playing in Bridgeport right now, or is he just kind of chilling at home? I that's a good question. Because I'm pretty sure Honka is just chilling. Like, I don't yeah, know. didn't Honka not sign this year? Yeah, he didn't sign. He's been sitting there, and they passed the deadline. Yeah. And no one was talking about it. No, it seemed out of nowhere. Um, current season... He's playing in SM League, I guess. Yeah, he's okay. back He's back over. Hosang has one game played in the AHL, according to Cap Friendly, this year. Like, awesome. Because that's really going to help develop <laughs> uh, the guy's value, right? Yeah. <sighs> that's strange. It is very strange. Yeah, because it was funny... I saw somebody tweet, as like... On one hand, I sometimes think all the Toronto coverage is overrated, but it's quite the contrast that I didn't even know Julius Honka was unsigned and the deadline just passed. Yeah. Now, there's a little bit of a difference between William Eulinger and Julius Honka. A hundred percent. But it was still just the fact that no one ever talked about it at all. Oh, yeah. It was like, because at the beginning of the year, it was like, oh, yeah, no, he's looking for a trade. He's not going to come to camp. And then it was like, oh, yeah, he's still looking for a trade. And then it was like three months later, it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, deadline is today if he doesn't sign, which... It doesn't sound like he is. No. He can't play. Just, I I don't know. I, I don't know what you do with Anderson. You just look for someone who's looking for young talent, I guess. Yeah, and hope that somebody talks themselves into salvaging him since he was a former 7th overall pick. Yeah, um, but, but other than that, there's not much you can do. I'll say GMs have shown historically that they can be convinced to overvalue guys solely because they were drafted high. So They do love high draft picks. So maybe somebody talks themselves into this guy because he was drafted high and whatnot. But do I hear a Griffin Reinhardt, anybody? Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I didn't have much to say, and I figured we should bring it up, though. It'll be interesting to keep our eye on. Do you want to do the Christmas thing? Let's do it. Okay. Do you want to start with, do you want to just go through a whole division, or do you want to go team by team? That's a good question. Let's go team by team. Team by team? I think it'd be easier. So we'll go on cap friendly. We'll go down. We'll start with the east here. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to start? Do you want to do the Atlantic? Sure. All right. Who uh, are we starting with? We're going out. Well, or do you want daily face off? Does that make more sense? I'm trying to figure out where a team would be that they're actually just by, like. They're alphabetical on. Okay, let's. Both cap friendly and daily face off. I want to go by division. I feel like that makes cap more friendly sense. Cap friendly right? for that then. Oh, yes. Yeah. There we go. Teams okay, yeah. Uh, okay, do you want to start with yours? Sure. What are you giving the Boston Bruins? Nothing. They deserve nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that seems aggressive. <laughs> the only team I think deserves nothing. Like, no, I... Like, depth scoring, maybe. Ilya Kovalchuk? Ilya Kovalchuk, there you go, to hang out, maybe spot 12 goals on the fourth line. I'll give the Carolina Hurricanes... Uh, the ability for people to stop whining about the storm surge a year and a half into it. Are people still complaining about this? I still see online at times. It's like, why do they keep doing this? I actually guess I shouldn't be surprised <laughs> by that. It's like, it's dumb now. Or it's like they'll get mad at like certain ones or whatever. Um, yeah, Just that, randomly out of the blue. That's all I've got for that one. All right. What so about the Buffalo Sabres? May Jack Eichel keep playing the way he's been playing because, my God, he's been amazing this year. Yep. Um... I guess I'll give the Columbus Blue Jackets all their draft picks they gave away <laughs> last year back. Fair. Uh, Detroit, good luck for this one. First overall pick at the end of the rainbow. There you go. Actually, uh, I don't want Decord to be happy. Maybe they don't deserve the first overall pick. Yeah, it's also very true. What do I give the New Jersey Devils? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'll give them a lottery pick that is in a good draft year. How about that? <laughs> fair. No offense to uh, Jack Hughes, although to be fair, like Jack Hughes was pretty highly touted. He just hasn't been. Yeah, him and Cackle both really struggled. Yeah, they haven't. Cackle's been, great been worse, but Hughes hasn't exactly been letting lighting the league on fire. Either. Well, like everyone makes fun of uh, Yasperi Kakniemi's point line this year or last year, and it's like it's the exact same as what. Hughes and Kako are on pace for this year. And Kotkaniemi actually had really, really strong defensive results. Yeah. Uh, okay, what about the Florida Panthers? they got to be goaltending. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Hey, what's his name? Chris Dreiders came up, and <laughs> he's been a rock up there. 
Uh, has I'll, he actually been? He's been okay. He had like a forty save win yesterday against the Canes. Well, anytime you can bench your ten million dollar goalie, <laughs> dude, I've never heard of. You got to do it right. Yeah, a college free agent who was supposed to be the future of Ottawa at age twenty three and is maybe twenty seven years old now. Twenty five. Twenty five. There you go. Right in his prime. Yeah, he's um, the savior. I'll give the New York Islanders a new building that isn't leaking. I don't know if you saw on Twitter the other day. Your uh, building was leaking? Yeah, it was just dripping water, like on the press box. Oh, and this wasn't the Barclays Center. This was uh, the Coliseum. So I'll give them a new building that people actually like going to, and you can see all of the ice. Do you want to hear something fun? What? When I was writing an exam in second year, there was like a leak in the roof, and they had to put plastic up to prevent the water from spilling all over the students. This one girl sat right next to the one garbage can, and all the water had pooled up on the roof, and the plastic opened up and dumped all water all over her. Oh, jeez. Just at the start of the exam. So hopefully that never happens to anyone in New York. I hope it does, actually. (laughs) That'd be kind of funny. Now, what are you giving Montreal? Uh, 2015-16 Carey Price. There you go. That'd be nice. Yeah. I'll give the New York Rangers the ability to rebuild without going and spending the most money on the biggest free agent in year one of the rebuild. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, just some patience, I guess, is what patience, I'm saying. Patience, yeah, yeah, I can see to, that. To not just rush. Uh, what about the Ottawa Senators? A new owner. It's yeah. got to well, be a It new has owner to be that. Ottawa. That was the easiest one. Yeah. Um, what do I give Philly? Maybe some objects to throw on the ice? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of mean. I don't, I don't know. Philly doesn't need much. They're, they're doing all right. They have gritty, though. They're okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're they're really, actually, like, Kind of good this year. They're I don't know what to give them, really. Trucking along. They got a nice young goaltender. They don't have bad defense. Do you find Philly really just boring? I yeah, find like, they're just so like, they're, fine. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, There's just not many storylines that it's like, okay. No. Oh, give Nolan Patrick a clean bill of health. Okay, that's a nice one. Yeah, better than the objects to throw on the ice. Yeah, because they're just so There's, all right. Yeah, like, I don't know. There's a bunch of guys that are, like, kind of fun, but... Just yeah. not, but even like must see hockey. Like, no, I don't know. Couturier like, I, is awesome at scoring more goals than he allows, but he's not like. I will say I like watching them in the playoffs. For some reason, Philly is always just gets so like gritty in the playoffs, and it's yeah. like or like Couturier blowing his MCL because Gudas destroyed him in a practice and still scoring a hat trick yeah. and losing the game somehow. That was one of the most impressive like single yeah. game performances I've ever seen, and he lost. Yeah, and then and then it comes out after it's like, oh yeah, he's got to get surgery. He had a torn M- a- MCL. It's like, man, I had like a strain one, and it still bugs me to this yeah. day. How are you doing that? I didn't like playing when I got like bruises on my knees. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Ah, luck. Everybody seems to be really down on this team, and I'm still pretty sure they're a top like three to five team in the league well, this they year. They have so much roster talent. They yeah. just. And, like, all of their numbers are actually good. Even, like, their goal differential's fine relative to... Like, they have a better goal differential than the two teams ahead of them. And basically the same as the Leafs. Yeah. Like, I still think they're a really, really good team this year. It just kind of hasn't necessarily all worked out for them. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give the Pittsburgh Penguins a whole lot of bubble wrap so none of their players get hurt. <laughs> so because you can use it. They have lost too many guys to man injury. They've had... Crosby and Malkin for two games this year combined, like on the ice at the oh, same actually? time. Oh, actually? Oh, yeah, because Malkin was hurt games. to start the year, wasn't Yep. He? Hornquist is out, Dumlin's out, Bukestead's out, Latang's been out for a bit, Schultz has been out for a bit, uh, I think Galchenyuk was out for a bit. It's been bad. Yeah, it has been bad. But when you got Brian Rust playing like that, then who needs Sidney Crosby? Yeah. When you have Sam Laferty on your bottom six, who needs anyone on yeah. that? What like it is impressive that they just have guys come up and they still just produce like yeah have you seen the one acting the fool and tweet about them it's yeah like, I hate the penguins because every now and then they just have this random guy named like Mark Doink who's on like a fifty seven <laughs> point base because everyone's hurt yeah it's like yeah that's true uh what are you giving who's the last team Toronto what are you giving Toronto guy yeah played pretty good last night but a backup goalie yeah. Or backup goaltending, at least. Yeah, that's very fair. Uh, I got Washington. I don't even... They've been rolling this year. I don't know what to give Washington here. Maybe I'll give them the ability to sign Backstrom and Ovechkin without losing a significant portion of their team. That'd be nice. That'd be a nice little Christmas gift. Um, Okay, on to the West. Uh, Do you want the Central here? Sure. What are you giving Chicago? Um, See, Chicago's another, like... I don't know. Maybe... Getting out of Brent Seabrook's contract somehow. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good one. Actually, they kind of deserve to be <laughs> pinned with it, but 
I really don't want Chicago to have anything. I thoroughly enjoy them being bad, yeah. to be honest. I gotta oh, give, healthy Crawford. There you go. I'm going to give Anaheim... Well, this one's more just a gift, gift for John Gibson. I'm going to give him a defensive team in front of him. That'd be nice. Like the 15-16 decor that they were, used to yes. have in front of Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, what about Colorado? Uh, they're another team that seems to be missing one of their like top five players at all times, so we'll go health. Kale McCarr is an absolute treat to watch, and it sucks he got hurt. And you go Arizona, a nice deep playoff run to get the market a little more into the hockey down. Remember there. last time they were in the playoffs? I remember they had like the whiteout yeah. going, and like their building looks sweet. Yeah. Well, as soon as like, you know, I don't know. I think, you know, my thoughts on the southern markets. I think there's definitely better spots for a lot of them. Not all of them. Like Vegas is a great spot, clearly, yeah. but like Florida. Like I don't think there needs to be two teams in any sport for Florida. Like in baseball, it's the same way. They have the Miami Marlins and the Tampa Bay Rays. Rays. And neither of those teams draw, but the Rays don't even draw. The Rays were in the playoffs this year. They took Houston to Game 5, and in Game 4, they were they had 35,000 out of 50,000 seats sold or something stupid like yeah. that. I, didn't they set a record last year for like least attendance in yeah. the game? It was like 8,000 people yeah. or something at one of their games. It's brutal, but like, and I don't mean like there is diehard Florida fans, but my my point is for like all the markets that aren't very traditional, build a winning team and they will come. And yeah, well, look at Vegas. Yeah, exactly, and that'll be the same in Arizona too. Yeah, if they get in the playoffs and they make a run this year, people will. Arizona, I think, has sold out twice now this year, which, you know, like that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. that's good. Like that's an improvement. Yeah, and that's what you want to say. Same with Carolina; they sold out four or five times at least, I think, and they're up like I think Arizona and Carolina are both up like. A thousand or some two thousand people on average attendance. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. So good for them. Uh, what about Dallas? That's a good question. What about Dallas? <laughs> um, I have no feelings about the Dallas Stars. To be perfectly honest, I don't know. They're like they're doing all right this year. Maybe keep. God, I don't actually know. Having their coach not do something and. That we still don't know what it was. Yeah. To get fired. Yeah. Well, may this new coach be a great dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Calgary, the ability to go undo the James Neal for Milan Lucic trade. That's fair. Or undo the James, uh, James Neal, Neal signing in general. With. Yes. Yeah. What about Minnesota? May they keep up this strange. I think Dom wrote about it. They're like doing well offensively, <laughs> which is not really a Minnesota thing. So hope they keep. Hopefully they keep that up. I'm going to give the ability for Edmonton to get a time machine, go back to the second before they hired Peter Shirelli, and punch whoever made that decision right <laughs> in the face. That's a nice and one. And then hire anyone but Peter Shirelli. Literally anyone but. Yeah, because that would undo the Lucic signing. It would undo the Hall and Eberle trades. It would hopefully undo the Russell signing. It would give Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl a legitimate forward core to play with. Taylor Hall. They might not even be in cap hell, and if they are, it's for a good reason. Though. Yeah, they're in like... Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leaf, Capel yes. in this scenario. Where it's like, okay, we have too many good players, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, the good good Capel. Yes. What about Nashville? Uh, their underlying numbers are good, right? Yeah, maybe their, their actual like overall results catch up to that. Because they've really slipped as of late. Yeah, and I yeah, they've think been, they're yeah. a good team. Uh, I'm going to give LA the ability to play Calgary 82 times in a year. Uh, not only do I think that'd be fun for me, but I think they're like three and zero against Calgary this year. So Dowdy will love that. Yeah, they seem to just kind of own Matthew Kachuk, even though he is very much in the head of Drew Doughty. But yeah, he, he really is. Like, yeah, Doughty can only give so many interviews where he goes out there and says he's not in my head before it's pretty clear that he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about St. Louis? Um, St. Louis may Tyler Bozak's amazing defensive results keep up. Yeah, the Selkie. <laughs> yeah, do you see that? Yeah, I thought that was funny. Zach Aston Reese, Connor Brown, and Tyler <laughs> Bozak, the top three for everyone's Selkie vote. Yeah, so yeah, everybody knows how Bozak really is defensively, but maybe, maybe they'll keep up. Yeah, uh, San Jose, I'm torn between this, between just giving them a goalie, maybe I give them a goalie for last year, or just getting rid of all those very, very, very long contracts off their book. Yeah, that's, that'd be a nice combo. Maybe I'll give them a goalie and just hope that they can actually play well for one last go at it this year before they're very screwed. One last kick at the can? Yeah. Uh, what about Winnipeg? Uh, hopefully the Jets one day play half as good at 5-on-5 five five as you would think they do given the roster. Yeah. Uh, hmm. 
I'll give Vancouver a new GM. I don't think Jim Benning is very good. That's fair. I My biggest issue is that they don't have a first-round pick, and they might miss the playoffs. And JT Miller's been very, very good for them. Yeah. Um, they have Tyler Myers signed for four, four of our years at $6 million. But he made two really good draft picks that no one saw coming. <laughs> Elias Pettersson putting up the best results since like Peter Forsberg coming out of Sweden and Quinn Hughes being just clearly a god. Yeah. No um, one saw it coming. No, and I mean, <laughs> even if you want to give him credit for that, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I was like, people talking about how he's like this draft god irritates the hell out of me because I vividly remember the time the Quinn Hughes pick when he was on the board. One of the Canucks guys, the Canucks... Like one of their prospect guys, just like you run, sprint up to the podium and take Quinn Hughes. Yeah. And then there's other tweets from before that where Elias Pettersson is torching Sweden and people are like, hey, I think he's going to be the best player in this draft class. And then Jim Benning took him at five and everybody's yeah. like, wow, this, this absolute visionary. It's smart enough. It just doesn't go over everything else. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like at the, like you don't deserve. You shouldn't deserve that much praise for making two good picks in the top ten yeah. of a draft. Especially when you also butchered two in the top six. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not but, like these guys were, like, projected to go 30th overall and they were reaching, and then it was like, oh, wow, yeah, good call. Oh, it wow, was like actually genius. Like, there, yeah, there was not 40 chess being Yeah, it was, like, guys. good good picks, but, like, it's not like these were just, like, galaxy brain picks that yeah. just completely worked out. Exactly. But, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'll give them the ability... To have a new GM so they stop signing these damn con. Or, no, no, no. You know what I'll do? Jim Benning puts his phone I'll down. take away Jim Jim Benning's phone on July 1st of every year. That's a good one. Uh, and then Vegas. I don't know. Vegas fans. They're kind of blessed beyond belief. I guess some, uh, I'll give them more good goaltending from Marc-Andre Fleury for two more years. Even because, as he gets up there? Yeah, because that's kind of what they're going to need going forward. Yeah, 100%. Maybe a backup goalie, too. Malcolm Subban hasn't been great this year. True. So um, As long as they win. I win like 20 bucks if they win the division. So. <laughs> there you go. Um, that's all I got. Uh, do you have any more? No, I don't think so. We, we'll probably be back next week. I think New Year's is on a Tuesday. So, like, so New Year's Eve is on a Tuesday. We'll be back on, on a Tuesday. Wednesday. No, but we'll be back on a Sunday, probably. Yeah, next that um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you all have a very Merry Christmas or... Happy holidays. Happy whatever. holidays, whatever you celebrate. Yeah. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening this year. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back before the new year, but there's it's Chase and I. There's always a good chance yeah. we are not. <laughs> Depends uh, what happens around but, Elmira. Yeah, hope everyone has a good week, a good couple days off of work. Uh, thank you all for listening, and I hope everyone's excited for the World Juniors because I know we are. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you all next week. Oh.